Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jim, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Well, good morning. I'm doing great. You can't ask for a better start to the postseason with those both those wild card games where in both cases there was a lot of drama. In both cases, the best team won. Yeah, it was very, very exciting, no doubt. But if you had your druthers and you could say, I want a game to go one way or another, would you rather see a uh, 2-1 game, one nothing game, couple of great pitchers going at it, or what you had last night between the Diamondbacks and the Rockies? Uh, it's a great question. I actually love both. I mean, I'd love to see the Verlander-Sale game coming up today ending in a one nothing game. I would love that. But i got to tell you, as much as I love that, I love seeing these you know, a 12-11 to 11 game with with the, with the runs seesawing. So, yeah, I love both. Jim, you can't live, love both, man. You got to pick one. Come on. No, I can love both. Absolutely I can. <laughs> That's, That's what I say. What's great about baseball is you have a completely <laughs> different script every game. Do you think you can chalk up the, the, the amount of runs we've had, especially from these first-time starters, Gray last night and, and Severino uh, the other night for the Yankees, to the pitchers just being too jacked up, too anxious to get out there and, and trying too hard? Oh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I don't think everybody always realizes you get an elimination game. There's never more pressure than that. And Luis Severino and John Gray in their entire careers have never pitched in a game like that before in their life. This is their first time. And it's kind of fascinating when you go back and look at the last 12 wild card winners. The pitcher with the most experience won most of those games. I mean, it, it, absolutely. So, yeah, I think the pressure is there at a level that is really hard to describe. And the other thing that's really cool about the wild card games is the fans are mostly the the home field fans. We're going to get to the LCS and the World Series, and we're going to have a lot of marketing people. You know, it's it's going to be you know sixty percent your fans. It's really spread out, but in these games, it's your home fans. So it's loud. There's nothing like it in sports. Uh, there's nothing like an elimination game. But as a player, you're a young player, and you have that kind of pressure. I don't think there's any question that Severino and Gray both felt it, and where we saw it wasn't velocity. These guys both had their velo, but neither one of them could command or control the baseball in the strike zone. And that, to me, has more to do with nerves or being there for the first time. If you're Joe Girardi, when do you pitch Luis Severino next, and how nervous are you for that next outing after what you saw the other night? I actually feel like he'll do better the next time around. So I'm really not worried. I mean, you look at his body of work this year, only Corey Kluber and Chris Sale had a better year. I mean, that, that, it's unbelievable the numbers that he put up and the stuff that he has. I can argue that his raw stuff is as good as any pitcher in baseball. That's how good he is. So, yeah, I think yeah, I'm sure he's embarrassed what happened. The good news is his team picked him up and won anyway. So, yeah, I expect him to come back and pitch a good game. Uh, game three, game four, I don't think it really matters uh, because he's only going to pitch one game in this next series. So I don't think it matters where it fits. I think Joe's got to figure out better home, better road, um, you know, how's it going to fit better in the series for them? Tito Francona saying Corey Kluber, game two and possible game five start. What do you think? you think he should go game one? No, 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 no. Because here, 
is what we know. He, he can only pitch two games in the series. So let's work backwards. What game do you really want him to pitch? Game five, right? If it comes down to an elimination game and it's two games to two, you want Kluber on the mound, so let's work backwards. Now, I would prefer game one and five normally for most pitchers. I'll give you an extra day. Um, that's normally what I would pick, but Corey Kluber comes out and says, I want to go on my normal day. I feel like my routine is perfect, and I, and I just want to make sure that I'm on routine. Well, but to me, that you answered the question. You're pitching two and five, and we'll figure it out from there. Um, and then I thought the big question was Carrasco game one or Bauer game one. I mean, I probably would have gone with Carrasco game one, but I understand why he's doing it. If Bauer wins his game, look at the position Cleveland's in. They got their best two pitchers pitching games two and three. Puts them in a really solid position, and they'll have their ace in game five. So I'm okay with it. I was a little, My eyebrows went up a little bit, uh, but it was more about Carrasco than it was Bauer. Gio and Jones, Jim Bowden on CBS Sports Radio. You can listen to him on MLB Network Radio and, of course, former general manager in the league. If you're Brian Cashman and you're looking at this team that you built this year, and I know you went out at the deadline and made some deals, but it's sort of the perfect situation for growth for this team because you're running into a team that's won 34 of their last 38. They were in the World Series last year. If you win this series, it's spectacular, but if you don't, you got to be really, really satisfied with the the way the year went. Is that what he's thinking in your mind, or is that how you would think if you were in the same position? Well, if you're in that position, all you're thinking about is winning the World Series right now, and then when the season's over, yeah, you'll rationalize it as you just did. I, I think Brian Cashman did his best work of his GM career this year. I really do. I mean, I think when you look at the the trades he made to get Gregorius and Castro and Hicks, just dominated those trades, lopsided in his favor, all of them. To watch the development of the baby bombers, the Aaron Judge, who's this generation's Babe Ruth already, Gary Sanchez, Luis Severino, uh, just phenomenal to watch their development. To bring in veterans to help them win, like Matt Holliday and Todd Frazier. And then most importantly, when he got to July, to be able to make that deal that brought in Canley and Robertson, that got them the wild card and that gives them a chance at a World Series. Without that trade, we're not having this conversation. He has built one of the best bullpens in baseball. This, this bullpen is now as good as the Royals was when they won the World Series. So they got a shot against Cleveland. Sure, the Indians on paper are the best team in baseball right now. I get that. I'm going to predict that they get to the World Series. But i got to tell you, the Yankees are good enough to beat the Cleveland Indians uh, because that bullpen can literally shut down any lineup in baseball. So if the Yankees can be tied after five, they got a real shot at beating Cleveland in this series. And being a short five-game series, we all know anything can happen, and they have historically. So I love the job Brian Cashman has done, and as you point out, a lot of money coming off the books the next two years. If he wants to trade for Giancarlo Stanton, if he wants to a year from now try to sign Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, if he wants to play in Otani this offseason – yeah, he's got plenty of money to do it and stay under the luxury tax. Well, that leads into my next question. If you're there with the Marlins and a new ownership group, Derek Jeter included, what's your first order of biz? Well, I mean, personally, it's not going to be to trade the outfield. This is the outfield of Giancarlo Stanton, Marcelo Zuna, and Christian Yelich is the best outfield in baseball. There's not an outfield in baseball that has a better OPS than those three guys. They're all young. They're all in their prime. It's a core to build around. If you can figure out a way to build a starting rotation, this team will get to the postseason really quick. 
Um, it's a better team than people think. They have a great leadoff hitter in D. Gordon, who led the league in stolen bases again. They have a great young catcher in J.T. Ramuto that people don't know. They just don't have any pitching. You build a rotation in Miami in the next two years, you can get to the postseason in the next two years. That being said, I don't think that's happening. Every indication we're having is that they need to cut payroll. They're going to try to make this team uh, work on the financial books. And if you want to make this team work on the financial books, that means Giancarlo Stanton will be the first order of business, and they'll try to move his contract, sit down with him, figure out what teams he'll approve and waive his no trade for, and try to work the best deals they can. I hope that's not the case, but every indication I have is that's where they're going. I know the Nationals haven't won a playoff series. I know the Cubs are the defending World Series champions, but I'm still very, very torn about this series and, and who I like in it. How do you feel about it going into it? Um, I like the Nationals in this series, um, if Scherzer's hamstring's okay. Um, three of their starting pitchers will end up being top five Cy Young this year. How many times can you say that? Uh, only elite starting rotations can say that. So Scherzer, Strasburg, Geo. And even Tanner Roark, since the All-Star break, they've got the best starting rotation, one to four, entering the postseason. Um, that's how good they are. The bullpen, after Mike Rizzo made the deals at the end of July, their bullpen led the National League in ERA. Sean Doolittle was reliever of the month in September. He's been lights out. So you got the rotation, you got the bullpen to match up against anybody. And then Bryce Harper's going to be back. And whether he's effective or not remains to be seen. But even if he's not, you still got Murphy, you still got Zimmerman, you still got Rendon, you've got the speed of Trey Turner, you've got ridiculous power up and down the lineup. Uh, this Nationals team's a better team than the Chicago Cubs team is. Remember, even though the Cubs are basically the same team we saw last year with Davis replacing Chapman and Jay replacing Fowler, the fact of the matter is the starting pitching isn't what it was a year ago. Um, we don't know about Arietta's hamstring. Uh, we're, we're waiting to see on that. Uh, Hendricks certainly has pitched well lately. Lester had a good start Saturday, which was a good sign. But, you know, the pitching's just not what it was before. So I like the Nationals in this series. I won't be surprised if it goes to four or five games. I don't think it'll be a quick, easy sweep. But this year, the Nationals have a better team than the Cubs do. I'm not what I was before either, Jim. So count me in that number. Both Sox Astros, how does that play out? I think it's going to be a better series than people think. I think it's going to go five games. Um I'm going to go Houston here. Um, I think their lineup is deeper, 1-9. to nine. Their bottom third of their lineup has the best OPS of any bottom third in the sport. They grind up and down the lineup. Great blend of, of young players and veteran players. Altuve and Correa can carry you, uh, but you got the veterans like McCann and Reddick that just seem to get it done. I love Verlander, Keuchel at, at the top of their rotation. If Verlander can beat Sale, Houston's going to win um, this series, but I, I think it's going to be really exciting. I think it's a better series than people are giving it credit for. Boston has a, a team built better for October than the regular season. Um, they, they can beat you with the speed and their defense. They have a great bullpen. With David Price in the pen, that helps them a lot, I think. He and Addison Reed getting to Kimbrell. Uh, the question for the Red Sox, and I'll say it's the same thing with Houston, uh, what's going to happen with Game 3 and Game 4 starters for both teams? Uh, those could be really high-scoring games. So it's, I think it's going to be a really, really fun series between the two. But I'm going to go chalk here. I've got Houston uh, going to be facing Cleveland in the LCS, and I've got Washington facing the Dodgers in the NLCS. How much did last night's use of the pitchers from the Diamondbacks change your mind about how they were going to be able to handle the Dodgers in this series? 
Well, they handled the Dodgers in September. I watched them sweep them. Uh, they had a better record against the Dodgers head-to-head. Um, and so, you know, they believe they, could, they can beat them, and they can. I, I love the Diamondbacks lineup. Diamondbacks lineup can beat you. That's, that's the bottom line. If the Dodgers can live up to their record, um, the key is going to be Darvish and Hill. So tell me how they pitch. If they, if they pitch well, they'll, they'll go on. Um, I love, again, Arizona. They can beat them. They can grind. They can score runs. I just wonder, um, again, is their pitching going to be deep enough to handle the Dodgers? We'll have to wait and see. Jim, love your work on MLB Network Radio. Listen to you a lot. We appreciate the time this morning. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Jim. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.